0: So today on the Tim Marla podcast show, I've got my mate, Ryan Standish, sales director of Works Manchester. We're not going to get into Works Manchester. It's very confusing for me, so I'm not going to go into it. (laughs) But last time we talked, right, I took away about opinions and perspective, and it's something I've been talking about massively with people, right? Give me your take on what opinions and perspective is.
1: Well, I think they're very different for a start. So uh, I think when we were talking about it last time, what the, the statement I said to you was perception is everything. So uh, no matter what my perception of anything is, I have to be able to understand that you might not see things the same way. So if you remember, we had that little piece of paper where I drew a number that looked like a six to me and a nine to you and we yeah. could argue to a blue in the face that yeah. um, I'm right or you're right. Yeah. So I think you have to be able to accept that there are going to be different perceptions with, with absolutely anything, whether it's work, whether it's your partner, whether it's your kids, whether it's whatever, mm. just kind of accepting that Yours isn't always right, and there are always going to be other ones. So I try and stick to perception is everything. Whoever that perception belongs
0: always. to. Always, or do you have opinions on things that you kind of know to be true? This is the conversation I was trying to have with people, and kind of understand it that you know when people get stuck in the ways, is that when they have these opinions that are just bound and they're not open to change?
1: Well, of course, you, look, you're always gonna you're always gonna get that, but. One of the statements that you you hear a lot is, oh, well, we've always done it like that. Yeah. And and, and that's fine. Or you'll hear us saying like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So sometimes my opinion or my perception is not that what you're doing is broken. It's just that I think there is potentially a better way of doing something. So sometimes the work is me either showing or coaching or demonstrating you know, call it proving that there are
0: other options. When because obviously you're a sales director, right? Which yeah. for me is the wrong job title for you. But we won't go into that. Um,
1: that's only that's only a couple of words on a business card, though. It it's, is, like, mate, it's, but it's like, bullshit, really. Like
0: you, this is the stuff that you teach your staff. This is well, unknowing to them. This is the kind of stuff that you. um it philosophizes the right word. Well, it's I, kind of, I, I suppose, yeah. But you
1: job titles don't mean anything to me, like it yeah. doesn't, your job title doesn't mean anything. Ultimately, it's the, the value you bring to a business or to a relationship, or you, you know, the things that you share to help the people around you that determines or defines who you are. Yeah, you know, I've met some amazing. CEOs, for example, that are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet and super empaths, really understanding of other people, all that good stuff that helps bring out the best in those around them. But then I've met some CEOs that are absolute dickheads. Yeah. But they've got that title by you know scratching, climbing, kicking, screaming, yeah. and got themselves to that position. But for for me, your, t- your title doesn't fucking mean anything whatsoever. It, ultimately, it's how you treat people that gets you to a leadership position if that's if that's what you want to call it and which is what you are aren't you well again by definition maybe yeah so do I or am I responsible for influencing um, motivating inspiring yeah do some of the people that I work with consider me to be a leader I'd like to think so But I I guarantee there's some people in our business that maybe don't. They might not even know what my job title is. They might not even know how I fit into the hierarchy of the business. But I'm all right with that. As long as I'm doing the things that I know affect the the changes in a positive way that I need them to affect, then I'm comfortable. Call me a fucking whatever. Cleaner, salesman, sales director, whatever. Anybody says, you know... If I go on holiday, for example, somebody says to me, Oh, it's you know, nice to meet you, mate. Oh, what do you do for a living? You know, typical fucking holiday conversation, mm. the words I'm a sales director
0: don't come out of my mouth. I work in sales. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like even working in sales, you you wouldn't necessarily I don't know, maybe I've just got this stigma on the sales thing that, you know, your way of being and who you are as a person doesn't necessarily, for me, fit into that sales role. I might be totally wrong, maybe I'm just thinking of like cars, salesmen back in the day, because it's like, you've got such a lovely way of looking at things, mate, and every time I talk to you, I always take something away, I mean, Jake was saying in the the day, what was that, a subtle art, not
2: you know what I mean? It's like every every yeah, time you yeah.
0: talk to someone, new, they take something away from it. It's like what was it, what was the one the change curve? Yeah, I was just like, "Fucking hell, mate, that is sick." But that's
1: when you're talking about my personality versus being in sales. Yeah, th- th- I think there is a stigma with sales that you know, going back to the eighties and nineties, mobile phone salesmen or like say car salesmen or whatever, sometimes they get a bad rap, but actually. It's, it's really difficult to work mm. in sales. You have to be personable. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to, you know, have an understanding of what people think and how they perceive the thing that you're talking to them about. Yeah. Because um, obviously everybody has a, 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 if you're selling a product, everybody has a different perception of that product for different reasons. You know, using car sales as an example, you know, you might talk to customer number one at nine o'clock who walks on a, forecourt and says i want a big flash red shiny car yeah and that's their brief but then the next guy might want you to answer questions about how many pistons it's got and you know what's how much torque can i get out of it and all that sort of do, do you see what i mean so yeah. it's understanding what that perception is of the thing they're about to buy and then being able to navigate the conversation around getting them to the point they're actually going to take it off you do you see what i mean yeah so, that change curve, as an example...
0: Yeah. So, 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 people understand what the change curve is, mate. Just talk, talk to us about the change curve. So, it's just like a real simple... I suppose you could call it a diagram that
1: kind of helps you visualise and understand what it looks and can potentially feel like for somebody going through a big change. And that can be in business. So, it can be an organisational change. Yeah. Um. It can be... a a lifestyle change for somebody, but it basically is just literally, as it says, like a curve like that. So let's say, for example, you're trying to um, change the way your business operates.
0: Yeah, putting a new system in. Yeah, a new
1: system. You're going to start selling some new products. You're going to step into new sectors that you've never been in before, using equipment that you've never used before, etc. One of your guys might think, well, that's not going to work. So it kind of puts them at the top of this change curve. So person A, for example, that's fucking bullshit, that. It's not going to work. Tim doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. It's like the first stage of this change curve. So then as you kind of move through it, there's there's different stages of, say, we've always done it this way. I'm not fucking doing it. So stage two might be full-on resistance. I'm not doing it. I'd rather leave. I don't want to use that system. I don't want to sell that product. I don't want to talk to them type of clients because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. But actually, again, going back to the perception conversation we had earlier, then you as the leader of this business has to almost spot where your people are on yeah. this change curve. That's what I did. That's exactly
0: what I did from like talking but to you.
1: Understand I, yeah. that you know, person A might be like, "Fuck this, it's yeah. bullshit," but person B might be thinking, "This is going to be amazing." Yeah. So the opposite end of that change curve is right. Let's get on with it. Yeah. So some people might go bang straight to let's get on with it. Others need that little bit of support, conversation, coaching sometimes um, to help them navigate through that process. So you can go from this is fucking bollocks. I'm not doing it through to flat out refusing. I've seen before. And then the bottom of this curve, there's almost like, if you imagine it, like a brick wall, you get to that brick wall and think there's just no point. I'm not, I'm not doing it. But then with somebody like you that, you know, you, you said some really nice things to me there about how I, I can talk to people, but you can do the same thing. Yeah. And it is about helping that person understand what your perspective is. Sometimes it's helping them understand what the bigger picture is of the plan that you've got in place. So that we can get them through that brick wall, and then you move up to exploration. So, oh, actually, well, let's give it, let's give it a go and see what happens. You get to that point, and then the point after that is, oh, well, actually, well, I've had a go, and it's worked, and I've enjoyed it, and I liked it. Right, let's get cracking, and you, you, you kind of bringing all of your people on that same journey just some get there a little bit quicker do you see what i mean
0: yeah a million percent
1: i think the important thing with it is not to kind of map um where somebody is on that change curve and go right here's a list of 10 things that i need to ram down their throat to get them up to getting on with it it's spotting where they are on that curve and then Having the relevant conversations, doing the coaching sessions, that sort of thing, showing perspective, demonstrating perspective to help them navigate through it, rather than forcing
0: people through it. If that makes sense, a million percent. That's like big boy thinking, that, isn't it? Because, like, obviously, egos can come into play. I'm not doing oh, that course. with all. Oh, what's it now? You navigate someone's ego and try to, yeah. because you know one of the biggest challenges I had as a as a boss as a leader is understanding that everybody's different and i've got to talk to people and totally different everybody's got their own psychology some people are more accepting to that and stuff so using that change curve as a as a thing i've kind of noticed that the people who are more resistant to it have got more opinions about stuff the people who are understanding of what's it they're more about perspective and willing to kind of change yeah so all these things that we've talked about have kind of come into but It's been really interesting, mm-hmm. mate, psychology-wise. But, I love all that. Yeah, I stuff, love it. Yeah, I think but, just the development of people I love and but, watches somebody come from. It's yeah, like that, and but, just but
1: that is, that is still sales. Yeah. But this is, this the this is almost, well, I suppose it is the stigma that needs to be kind of booted out a little bit. That, yeah. You know, working in sales is not, I've got, you know, 500 of these mugs that I want to sell. Yeah. It's it's about, Working with a group of people and finding out what is the best way to have that conversation, yeah. not is not what's the fastest and quickest way to get rid of all these mugs. Yeah. It's what do we need to do collectively and individually so that we're all going in the same direction to get rid of our mugs. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think you know. I mean, no matter what happens, is like anybody's got like a, a business and stuff. Like if you're not if you're not selling anything, you're not going to make any money and you're not going to survive. So you know. Even though I'm saying all this, I actually look at myself and thinking, I'm actually quite a good salesman. You are. Because I really do believe in my products. But I've got this negative thing in my head thinking, see, I've, my perspective changed now. Um, from that salesman, car salesman, that thing was selling windows. Oh, you buy one, you get one free, you buy one. You, That's it. All that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I need to shift that in my mind every, a little every bit. Every
1: single person in every single business yeah. sells. Yeah. And whether that is your salespeople on the front line selling a product or selling a service like you guys do here with your branding yeah. and stuff like that straight through to the guy that cleans the office once a week because that guy might go and have a beer in the pub on Friday and somebody says, Oh, what do you do? Or, Oh, I'm a cleaner. All yeah. oh, right. Where'd you clean? Oh, I clean it Tim manners. Oh, I've seen them online. What's yeah. it like in there? And then he says, what it's like to be in here, what it's like to be part of the team at Reputation, Tim Marner. Yeah. He's selling your business. Yeah. So every single person in every single business is responsible for creating that yeah. brand for the business. Because if that cleaner said, oh yeah, well, I, I clean Tim Marner's office once a week. The guy's a dickhead. What's the chances of yeah. the guy he's talking to coming to you to use your services? Got that in it. And you've said to me before, I'm not a salesman. Yeah.
0: I've had it. Yeah. Um, with some of our, some of. But that's my own ego getting in the way, you kind of just kind of, because I've got this perception yeah, but it, of. But,
1: but I I don't think it is your ego getting in the way. It's actually.
0: No, no, because boot. I don't want to be a salesman. I don't want to be portrayed as a yep. salesman.
1: So that's one bit of it. But again, this is a, the perspective thing. That's your perspective on it. Yeah. My perspective on that would be actually, it shows to me there is a huge lack of ego. because you'll quite comfortably sit across this table from me and say, I'm not a salesman. I can't sell. You fucking can because you've done it with me. I've seen you having conversations with your clients. I've seen the things that you put out on social media to help try and generate business. That is all selling. All selling is, is talking to people. Like I literally, my, my teams, we get paid for talking to people. It's fucking brilliant. And you do that really really well, yeah you don't have to be buy one get one free or it doesn't have to be that some people sell like that, and that's you know the the difference between kind of
0: I truly believe I think this is why people are going wrong in businesses you know I think I think the the, the attaching is so, see just like talking to you again my perspective on you know, these little businesses like Sugars Pum's sister, you've got a chocolate company. I said to so look, you need to start selling more. Her head automatically goes to <laughs> boom. Like, I, I don't can't sell, I can't call people,
1: I can't knock on people's but doors. Really,
0: you know, they've got to change that perspective in so their look, mind. But one way I like to try and look at
1: it is um the 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 kind of two ends of sales is your transactional selling um, and your consultative selling. So transactional selling is Um, Or one way I like to, one thing I used to call it is black dog selling. So if I had a list of a thousand people and their phone numbers, if I rang them people and say you were number one, you answered the phone, said, Hey, Tim, just wondering, um, do you want to buy a black dog? And you'd be like, What? What? No, no, I'm all right, mate, thanks. But if I did that with a thousand people, I will catch somebody that goes, Oh, actually, I was thinking about getting a dog. Yeah, go on then. I'll have one. Playing like the numbers game. Absolutely. But it's a horrible way to live. Bang, bang, bang. All fucking day. It's horrible. But then your consultative side is more what you do. So let me understand your business. Let me understand what makes you tick. Let me understand what you're passionate about. Let me understand what drives your economic engine and where all those things cross over so that we can help create your brand from the center. It's more consultative. And then part of the role of a salesperson is to manage that disconnection between your transactional buyer and your consultative buyer. And it doesn't matter how big or expensive the product is. You know, our mutual friend, Ryan, he'll tell you when he's, when he was working in car sales, yeah. he's had people walk on the forecourt and go, I want that. And he's tried to engage in a conversation and they've literally gone, I'm not interested in talking to you. I just wanna buy that So, get me the paperwork and I'll have it. And then your opposite end of the scale is, well, I like this one, but I'm not sure. All right, well, let's explore it. What do you need to know? What do I need to tell you? How do I find the answers to your questions? Do you see what I
0: mean? Yeah, no part of
1: the most successful salespeople can flex between the two.
0: Yeah, I think um, people come in, and when I'm doing my consults and stuff, they they come in and they tell me what they want, but then I tell them what they need. Yeah. And that it kind of changes, you know what I mean? But again, you've got to
1: factor into that to make it even more complex. Is your client that comes into a place like this for the first time? Yeah. They don't know what to expect. Yeah. They don't know how to act.
0: They don't want to feel like a dickhead. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So if me and you went out to the pub now, we would both quite comfortably walk up to the bar, order a beer complete the transaction, go and sit down, have a really nice time and a chat, nice and easy. Same with, you know, a corner shop for a paper or whatever, or you're shopping at Asda. How do you walk into a design studio? Mm-hmm. How do you do? Everybody's petrified of looking like a dickhead. Doesn't matter how welcoming you are, that period of time from the car so yeah. sitting down in your office yeah. is like, oh my God, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I ask for the wrong thing? What if I make a suggestion that he thinks I'm a fucking idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about? So part of what anybody in that kind of runs a business or, or runs a T or whatever, it's managing the experience and figuring out on that transactional versus consultative scale where that person is. Because you might have somebody come in that, is a, is a qualified designer. They just don't have the time to do what yeah. they're asking you to do. So they come in with a really detailed brief, put it in front of you. You've go, fucking hell, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Let's get on with this lads. Somebody else might come in and I can't remember the name of the business, but there was one that we were talking about last time I was here. Mm-hmm. I think it was the, was it? Lashes? Yeah. The
0: lashes, the allocate. Yeah.
1: You know, so that, that poor girl had obviously been yeah. sent down the wrong path from somebody else. and, imagine how she would have felt coming in here. Yeah, yeah. Here's my product. Yeah. And you've looked at it and gone, what's happened with your branding? Oh, well, that's what, yeah. that's what he told me I needed. <sighs> then you've got to not only get rid of those concerns, not only figure out I never thought of how that. you deal with yeah. that particular client, you've then got to help her navigate to a point of where she should be. And some of that might be, on that change curve, she might have walked in here thinking it's fucking bullshit. This they're all blaggers, these designers, they just fucking take your money and da 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 da. da. But actually, part of your job, then which I know you did really well because you got the work, yeah. is to recognize that that experience has put that person at their fuck this, it's all bullshit point, and you've got to help them through that process to a place where they understand what they need, not what they want.
0: You see what I mean? Yeah, fucking, are you kidding? That is fucking mint, mate. I've never looked at it in detail like that, but you're absolutely right. Maybe I just kind of, because I'm in it and I'm just, I never noticed it, but you're absolutely right. Her coming in, the intimidation, about to show you something and some you know, if I've not managed that properly and I've just gone fucking shite that mate, just like who the fuck's done? Who's, that? Done, that? Who's that? done that? Just like just, wall, Yeah, wall, but you wall, make wall. her but you yeah, make yeah. her feel like a dickhead yeah. yeah. then as yeah, well because yeah, yeah. she's
1: going, Oh God. Yeah. She supposed- didn't
0: deserve to she doesn't deserve to feel exactly. like that. and that's but the what point. she deserves is to get me get her on that change curve to, you know, help us so we can she just bought a first shop. What she deserves is Tim Marner. Mm. I appreciate that, brother. Um she's got first shop, we're just Love it, and well, that would not have happened no, no.
1: if she'd have stuck with that branding and that terrible website that yeah. she had at the start yeah. that wouldn't have happened Yeah. because all of her potential customers would have picked that product up just like we did and gone that looks like it's fell off 17 magazine Yeah. so that is elite sales what you did with that girl so you can't sit across this table and tell me you're not a salesman because you fucking are
0: See, so you change your perspective again. All right. You've done it again. <laughs> but you're absolutely right, mate. I've just never looked at it in depth like that before because like what I've done there is like it's fucking next level elite fucking shit, of really. Of course it is. And you can't but the, the because I believe in what we do that much. It doesn't feel like sales, but it but it is as well. But I've got such a stigma attached to it that I'm kind of I need to let the fucking thing go because yeah. it's still. When even when you said that, I'm just like I'm like, I don't want to be attached but to you've that. You've got
1: to look at your background and. Do you your... Know what I mean, I
0: don't feel I don't want to know that girl. Like I've, I've I've just done something that I've scripted. Some this is how I get sales. I've scripted something else, and I've just took you through my pitch through my thing that I've done, and I haven't, I've just kind of watched it. But you saying that, I think to myself, I've got something scripted there and I've took that person through this, this script to get her to buy her into something. And it's just, how do I get rid of that fucking negative, fucking... But I don't think you have done that. You've... But I've not done. But as soon as you say it, I feel like I have. And I'm just like, I'm fucking fighting it, kind of going... But you don't sit at your desk with a clipboard to one side, which I've done
1: in a past life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Clipboard with a script on, and you yeah. sit there going, "Tell me a bit about your business." Yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing lashes for?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've not done it, have you? No, no. That's but, that's but I've not... still got this. You, you know what I mean? I just need to fucking let it go. I think, mate. But um, you are right. I am just you
1: push that to the side, yeah, and yeah. you just beat him. Yeah. Or. Mm. All your team in here—they just have to push the sales thing aside yeah. and just. Be I think if I can push it, I think
0: if I can push that aside, embrace the fact that I am a, a, a good salesman as well. I think my, my business would flourish more as well.
1: A hundred percent. I think I need.
0: I think I need to embrace it more and stop 100%. and surrender to it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Do you? When businesses are using your services, uh, works. Yeah. Do, do you do this as well with them? Do you kind of look at their businesses and help them from a consultancy point of view? I mean, and it's not I, in your thing to do that, but to sell to people. Absolutely.
1: Look, I, I still... Put,
0: give me give me an example of one that's really kind of...
1: I still put myself... I still do sales calls. I still go on sales meetings. I still do surveys. I still go out with the team on, you know, measuring up, all that kind of stuff. But it's still no print, with it. it? No, it's everything. Is so it? it could be anything from... A business card yeah. to the wrap of a side of a Premier League football club. Yeah. Like the scope of product is is massive. And yeah. in the same way that you'll get clients that come in and say, I want to start a business but I don't know where to start mm. we do that. Straight through to a blue chip company going, I need five hundred of them. Here's the artwork. And it is it can be transactional, but sometimes you know, maybe we'll get asked for something that we'll think mm, that might not quite work and then we'll engage with the, that consultative process of yeah. making suggestions and asking questions and that yeah. sort of thing. Like I can literally have one in the car this morning. One of our trade customers asked for a certain product. Um, I was on my way out the office. So I asked one of the team to have a look at it, uh, to just to price it. Um, This particular customer just goes, Can I have a price for this? And the usual kind of thing is, Da 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 da, there's your price. And then they'll come back to us and tell us whether they want it or not, because that's for their customer, not for them, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, because I was on my way out the door this morning, I asked one of the team to pick it up. They picked it up, and before I got here, she was on the phone. Look, they've asked us for this particular product, but it, I don't think it's going to work for what they're asking us to use it for can you give me the number just so I can give them a quick ring and talk it through, give them the number. And then when I was sat here having a brew with Kay, I got the email saying, just had a phone call. Thanks for the information. Clients decided to go with your suggestion. Perfect.
0: So they've told you what they want, but you've given what they need. Yeah. Yeah. What's one story that's kind of resonated with you most, like working at works. What's the one that's sort of like resonated with with you the most that you've kind of got most kind of sort of self-worth from. Um
1: God you put me on the spot there. There'll be a really awkward pause you have to cut out here. Um God I can't even think now.
0: Cause you get some massive jobs in, don't you? Do you know what? But we, it just is it Do you know it, what we do? We do get some massive
1: jobs in. But it's the little ones. Yeah, I thought it's that always the it. little ones. It's always, you know, the young lad straight from college that's decided to set a business up on a whim and he's absolutely fucking smashed it in his first year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's them little ones. It's always the ones that, you know, that start off, Ooh, Could you? can I just ask a couple of questions about business cards? And then it turns into some business cards, then a little bit of you know, tweaking on some of their their personal brand, then to taking that and putting it into a website and then adapting that website to become a shop. And then the shop's got all these products in it. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, yeah. you know, we've got this 18 year old kid doing, you know, quarter of a million pound a year. And he's like, came from a fucking business card lads. Do you, do you, yeah, do, you, do you, do you see what it. I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and you've been part of that growth. But, yeah. this,
1: but, but again, this is, I'm going back in sales mode here now, but this is why it's so important to try and manage that disconnection between transactional and consultative buyers, because it would have been really easy for one of our sales guys to go, yeah, I can do you some business, cards." not you go, mate, you know, 35 quid, whatever, never see him again. But actually, because that time was spent with this young man to understand what he's trying to do and how he wants to do it. And again, what he's passionate about, what drives his economic engine, what can he be best in the world at those three things where they cross over yeah. by understanding what those things are, men, he always came back and we went on a journey with him to grow in his business rather than chucking him a set of business cards. You know what I mean? A lot of our big clients, Our big, big clients. They never, the first order is never a big, big, big order ever because they want to have a little tester of you. I want to see what the quality (laughs) is like. I want to see what the people are like. I want to see what your response times are like. I want to see what happens when things go tits up. So they start small and build. So to see a, you know, a a, a business or your order book or whatever growing that way shows you doing a good job, shows you doing the right things. See what I mean?
0: Yeah. What would you, if somebody came to you like a small business just first starting up and that, what sort of advice would you, would you be giving them from straight off?
1: So I, I always go back or try and go back to... Have you seen the hedgehog concept? No, come on, here we go. I think, oh, it, I think, it, were, I think it was... Um, oh God, I feel like I'm on the spot again now. I can't remember his name. Anyway, imagine three circles, one at the top and then two at the bottom and yeah. they all overlap. So, each of those circles represents a different thing. So, what are you deeply passionate about? What can you be the best in the world at? And what drives your economic engine? So, basically, what do you love? What are you good at? And can it make you any money? Where those three circles cross over is your hedgehog concept. Because if you draw it now, you'll see it kind of looks a little bit yeah, like yeah, the yeah. shape of a hedgehog. So, it's understanding what those things are for a start to make yeah. sure we're actually talking about a viable business
0: so it's like purpose passion profession kind of thing yeah Yeah, yeah. whatever that right yeah yeah
1: so and obviously you've always got to have you know budget questions and all that you know all that usual stuff but the bit i care about is that like what lights a fire inside you and how can we help you make some money from it and it might be it might be they've got nothing. Not even started, they've just got an idea. So they've got no it's exciting that oh, shit. Oh man. When somebody shit, comes man. in and goes, yeah, I've yeah. got this yeah. fucking brilliant yeah, yeah. business idea. Yeah, What's your it. company called? And they yeah. go, Well I don't fucking know. That's what I mean. <laughs> do, 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 yeah, do, yeah. do you see what I mean? Yeah, and you've yeah, done it. it, I've seen you do it a yeah, million times with your clients. Yeah, I love it. Um so it starts with brand for us. Like, yeah, what yeah. are you trying to say to the world? Yeah. What are you trying to change? yeah with what you do it yeah. starts with that yeah. and then i think you start to get a bit of an understanding of how they think what makes them tick like i say, what they're passionate about and then yeah. how do we pull all of that together yeah so that you've got a brand that is ready to be yeah. shared out into the
0: world i think, I think it's, it's got the economical there. growth bit that really kind of people miss because a, a lot of people need a logo on a website and then you just well it's all right having that, but it's it's not Noah's Ark. It's not not they're not gonna come. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna I'm you, gonna create a Facebook page do, and wait for the orders. Do you know what I mean? They've got a great idea and I think
0: people are just gonna kinda love it. It's yeah. that economical growth, it's how are you gonna make money out of it, which again comes down yeah. to sales in it, and how yeah. are we gonna do that? Without that, it's just like
1: Well how are you gonna tell people what it is and yeah. how it works and what it does and yeah. People buy things to fix a problem. Yeah. You don't just like tell me one thing what's the last thing you bought um, tent and why did you buy it because um, you didn't have a fucking tent
0: no I've got one tent I just wanted another one <laughs> why um, just because the features were looked a bit better on this one
1: why yeah. though why that one
2: he's going wild camp for Paul and he wanted to
1: so your problem might have been that might have been an ego thing I'm going camping with the lads and I've got the shittiest tent so I need to get a new one
0: listen I've not delved into that this is the first time talking about it but do you know what maybe it is it also could
1: be but it also can be well I've had this tent for you know, ten yeah, years, yeah. whatever. Poles yeah. are a bit knackered. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. It's yep. heavy. Yeah. I'm of, to do legal. It's a, fine. Yeah, go. On. I'm starting to do a little bit more wild camping, so I need something more compact and lighter. Yeah. What, what, whatever. But everything we buy is to fix something. Even yeah. if it's a treat. Yeah. Even if it's a new T-shirt, I'm buying a new T-shirt because my problem is I'm not going to feel nice in everything I've got from this thing I'm going to on Saturday. Yeah. Do, do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah. With all this going on, let's, let's just shift the thing now and let, let's talk about mental health a little bit and how you keep your mental health in check. Because obviously we're both big advocates of this, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. Tell me, just talk to me about some of the stuff that you do to keep your, your head in check.
1: Um, so I do a lot of training. So I, I have to have a bit of a routine and a plan with it, me, or else. Um, without the plan, it doesn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, I've... F- I I feel different. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I don't want to say I go to the gym every morning because, like this morning, for example, I woke up and he was hurting, and I thought, oh, I don't want to push it too much because I want to be, I want to train tomorrow and whatever. But I try to go um, between four and six times a week in the mornings. I get up at get up at five, catch up on emails, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to come back to that in a minute because it's quite important catch up on emails and, and bits and bobs like that coffee i'm at the gym for six home for seven changed ready for work
0: school run i'm at work for half eight works for me that's your sort of habit routine that's yeah. what you do yeah so, obviously that changes every now and then every now and yeah, again yeah. it's
1: got to um full day in work and then what i try to do every night is I, i'll get home get the bath on 20 minute, I have this thing of 20 minutes. It's really weird. I think it's just fluke. Like my run is always 20 minutes on the running machine, 20 minutes in the bath. And then I try to do my version of meditation at each night. Sometimes I'll just lie on the bedroom floor on a towel, just air dry with a fan on because it's just relaxing. Sometimes I'll put a discourse track on or a meditation
0: track on or whatever. Again, What, what is your version version of meditation?
1: I was talking to Kay about this before. I think... Um, that comes with a stigma. Like yeah. I, I think when you talk to anybody about meditation, yeah, they think that you sat at the top of a mountain on a, yeah, yeah. you know, handmade rug off your back on Zen, like fingers pinched, eyes closed, fucking almond to yourself. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. Like I don't do that because I feel like an absolute dickhead. Um, I just like to just take 20 minutes away from everything. So I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about home. I'm not thinking about anything. And I try and put everything out of my mind. Sometimes I can't, but actually just that 20 minutes, lying on the floor, doing nothing, sometimes with a bit of music on, sometimes not, whatever, makes me feel better. And this is something that I I speak to quite a few people about it. it, it doesn't matter what that thing is, It doesn't have to be meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting in a bath. If you can do something for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, an hour, whatever, if you feel better at the end of it, it's just a shot of authentic dopamine. And there's a difference between fake dopamine and authentic dopamine for me. So it might be that standing on your head in a corner for 10 minutes, when you're finished, you feel great, do it every day. Why not? It doesn't matter. As long as you feel better after it, it's fine. It's when it gets dangerous, I think, when it's fake dopamine. So, you know, shoving your nose in a bag of sniff or, you know, chucking pills down your neck because it's giving you that shot of dopamine and taking you away from what's going on during the day. It's, it's, it's not real dopamine. It's artificial. You're generating it likes on instagram likes on instagram exactly and i get it like some people like i've spoken to people that go oh, if i'm feeling a bit shit, i'll just put a picture of myself on instagram it's like well that, that, that's fine if that makes you feel better in the moment but it's not real it's, it's a not a slippery slope though. it's it is, but it's it, it's fake dopamine. Yeah. It's artificially created dopamine, just in the same way that having a line of Coke will give you artificially created dopamine. Smashing through three bottles of vodka will give you artificially created dopamine. Find something that creates it naturally. Sometimes it's meditation. Sometimes it's yoga. Shout to Dave from Dragon Yoga Shout as to well. Dave. Um, sometimes it's yoga. Sometimes it's like... It's it's funny because normally when people ask me the question of, well, what do you do to look after your mental health? Like it's a bit of a weird mix for me, like a bath, meditation, yoga, um, cooking helps me do it because you're thinking about a lot of different things that are going on in front of you rather than... The noise. You know, what you've shook off on a Friday afternoon in work. Straight through to getting punched in the face at Thai boxing because yeah. when you go to Thai boxing or any kind of combat sport if you're thinking about what went, what's went, what been going on in work that day somebody's going to punch your head off so you have to be in the moment thinking about what you're doing yeah so it's a bit, a bit of a bit of a scope for me I try yeah. and do something every day whether it's like well like I say training in the mornings yoga on a Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I'll try and do my bath and meditation Fridays usually, like we'll try and do something, you know, go out for some beers or, you know, whatever. Saturday, get out with the dog, that's always nice, podcast on, um, love a good podcast.
0: You love learning loved you, don't you? You love like learning new things all the time, you constantly...
1: I, just, I like hearing what other people think, yeah, and how other people think, like I very rarely have music on in the car, It's it's usually some sort of podcast about something, and... You know it's not always you know it's not always like a self help learning type podcast it might be you know a, a couple of boxes that I like watching that are doing talking about what's going on in the the, the boxing world at the minute but i just i like listening and yeah. understanding perspective
0: what's the um the email situation then when you do your emails in the morning and stuff and
1: so um I'm quite passionate about making sure that I've got a decent work life balance because I've got, you know, you'll know yourself in various different businesses. You get a whole plethora of different ways of working for each individual person. Some people are always on, you know, the ones that will send you an email at midnight. Can I have a quote for such a thing or can you help me with such a thing? Can you ask me this question? And years ago, like I would have been the guy sat there. Well, I better reply to that now and did it, and it was just ruining. I don't want to say ruining my life. That's a bit dramatic, but um, I've had to really concentrate on switching off when I get the opportunity to switch off. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason I, I mentioned that about the email is because me flicking my email on at five a.m. in the morning potentially contradicts what i've just said but but actually i do it from a selfish perspective because when i sit there with my coffee in the morning and my laptop open i know that there's a very 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 small number of people that i work with or my customers or my team's customers that are online at that time so it feels like i've got a little bit of peace that nobody's going to ask me for anything nobody wants anything So it gives me the opportunity in my head to get a bit of a step on the day. So I don't open my email at 5am because I wanna sit and work at 5am. I I open my email and maybe do a little bit of tidying up and get rid of some of the things off my desk that I can because it makes me feel like I'm one step ahead of the day. So then I do that, you throw in an hour's training and by the time I've got to work, I feel like way ahead of anybody else in the business. Yeah. And I might I might not be, do you know what I mean? There could have been somebody up at 3am that's done three hours worth of training, that's up to them. But for me internally, I get to work, you know, quarter past, past eight, whatever. And I've, I already feel like I'm in front. And like I said, I might, I might not be, but I feel like I am. So that helps me navigate yeah. through the rest of the day in a better I think that's way. the thing,
0: mate. It's just like, there's everybody's different. And you know what I mean? You get people giving you so many opinions of, don't you? I mean, for me, I can't check anything in the morning. I don't really check my phone till nine because it only takes one thing and I'm not training anymore because I can literally text something and rabbit hole it yeah, and kind same. of watch it. And I'm just like, so I don't even put that into my thing. So it's mm-hmm. like nine o'clock's my up at five do whatever i need to do so nine o'clock and then that's yeah. that's when i'll start yeah, checking my phone honestly
1: out. i i i have to switch my work phone off yeah. because if i see it what
0: if you're having your emails in your morning doing it five? are you not open to the fact that something could literally enter your head and take you off down a path no because or for, you, for
1: me personally the hours training after it yeah helps me Right. process what's going on anyway so right, 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 right. like if i do you know a couple of mile run or whatever yeah that helps me f- kind of formulate what i'm going to be doing that day yeah and if it is a shit email that i read at 5am i know i've got an hour to just have a little bit of a think and process that before right. i actually have to deal with it when the bell goes do, do you know what i mean yeah you,
2: you mentioned when you get it at night and you should reply to emails you, you switch your phone off. how do you stop yourself from thinking about your phones off what's coming through uh, emails so because that's what what I've tried it and I've tried to perform down and I'm
0: like yeah you're a night owl though aren't right? you you're like yeah. fucking he's like yeah
1: see I'm I'm not
2: Two, three, in the morning, I to sleep. So like, they all take the, shit, they yeah.
1: all take the piss out of me at work. Say I look like a drug dealer because I've got two yeah. phones. I've got the, not the same. But I have I two you phones. Like a drug dealer, to be honest. Without well, the phones. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I have two phones because a very posh one. I can switch that off, and I do switch it off. I'll I will say to myself, half six, seven o'clock. It's going off. You know, there's a couple of people in the business there's a couple of customers that have got my personal phone but I, I switch it off because if i don't switch it off i'm the same as you i've got you know i'll go up to get in bed and i'll just, I'll just have a little look and then like you say there'll be a clangor of an email or a clangor a clangor of a fucking, fucking te- text message and, the, and then i'm like well, I can't bring him back now, yeah, sure. so what I'm going to do instead <laughs> is switch my phone off and fucking lie in bed like that, yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. it all night. Yeah. So you, you don't necessarily do something once you turn
2: your phone off to get your mind switched off? I've, switching switch it, switch it off out. is the action for me. And that yeah.
1: Adds. That It's like a subconscious, I'm done now, and I do the same on a Friday night. Well, I that the might same work for him, on, but it. not for you, because like, if
0: you're, you're more functional at night, yeah. obviously you want to turn your phone off in the morning yeah yeah That's don't you yeah.
2: because i'm most creative at night yeah i you mentioned something about you feel like you get a step you're getting like an extra bulk of hours yeah but at night when everyone's asleep and i'm working i'm creating juices of flowing, that for me is like yeah 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 i've got i've, I've got an extra step on yeah. everyone else yeah so that makes but then
1: so for example on my personal phone you can set it you've got an iphone haven't you yeah, you can yeah. set the the sleep timers so maybe it's like with me, for example, at 9.30, my phone shuts down unless I actively go into it and try and find my notifications. It doesn't tell me anything. Somebody rings me, somebody texts me, somebody whatever, emails, those notifications do not come through until my alarm's gone off in the morning. So maybe you could set your sleep for then so that your phone's on at that time. And then when it gets to the morning, when you're yeah. thinking, fuck, you know, I'll just need a couple of hours kip. Yeah. That's when yours shuts down. Yeah, but you haven't it's Listen, I, I, I don't. I'm not intentionally making it sound easy because it's really not easy. Like I'm a terrible overthinker. Yeah, like horrendous. So if I get one of those clangor of an emails, I have I have to do something about it because, like, to pinch what you said before. I go down a fucking rabbit hole. What's this person going to think? What if they speak to them? Oh my God, we're going to lose this client. And then that person, (laughs) horrendous. So it's, it's not easy, but you've, there comes a point where you have to, you've either got to give up on it or try harder at doing it. Do you know what I mean? And I've had to really try hard to do it, but the benefits for me personally are, brilliant and you know somebody might tell me well that's going to limit your career that's fine but then maybe it's not maybe it's not
0: that's the other side of the perception
1: or maybe well it's different for you because you work for yourself but you know somebody will say to me yeah but if I'm not available if I'm not available 24-7 to my CEO which you know I'm fortunate that I'm not in that position, but you know, I've had conversations with friends before that have said, if I'm not available to my CEO 24 seven, that reflects bad on me. And I'm like, you're in the wrong fucking job, mate. That's doesn't work for me. I have a family and I've got, you know, I volunteer and all that sort of stuff. I have things that go on outside of work that are really important to me that outweigh Working at midnight. But
0: even if you're working yourself, and like, me, I've got my own business, and same yeah. jake-like, you still, still you out. still need to do that. Just like you, I know what you're yeah.
1: saying, your creative time is through the night, Yeah. but if you're up all night, every night, and then, and then, then going on a photo shoot the next day, yeah. and then you do the same again, because it won't last because that long. I wake
2: up early, well, I wake up at about seven, eight o'clock, because I feel guilty sleeping, because I'm like, everyone's working at and I have that in my head, so I, I feel like a phone call's coming through, right? so I, I might burn the candle at both ends if that makes sense. Yeah. There will come a point where you will yeah. face plant yeah, yeah, and yeah. be like... You'll burn out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm very aware of that. So it's, it's like yeah. rock climbing is one for me that I, I come back... I'm not Your climb, meditation. I don't think of anything. Yeah. Well, you so can't... Maybe, but maybe that's the point. That you can't. You can't
1: yeah. think of anything. This is what I mean about real, authentic dopamine. So I bet you feel absolutely mint when you finish yeah, doing you, that, you. You've you've don't you? Really you got into you. that. And it's... doing that in the morning. It's because... When you're doing that climbing, if you're thinking about coming yeah. and doing the Tim Marner podcast or where your camera lenses are, or I've got a clean yeah. room, fucking whatever,
0: yeah, you,
1: you're gonna fall off the fucking wall, mate. Uh,
2: <laughs> yesterday, someone snapped the leg doing that. I like. Well, so it is. It's like you have to be hyper aware. And it's like mind to muscle sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's. I'm, it's still like a to me. No, it's, it's good, well. mate. It's good. It's just you. But but that's, that's
0: what's good about what we were saying about perspective, not having an opinion on stuff. It's like, I think everybody from this part, po- they need to understand that you're, you're different than the next yeah. person. And what advice somebody will give you might not work for you everybody's a night out. You might work better in different situations. you got to do what work for mm-hmm. you. Whatever your meditation is, do not, again, the sales stigma, meditation stigma, don't have that meditation yeah. stigma. You're going to sit there where you're fucking on a like meditation I mean. cushion.
1: It might be reading a book. Yeah, It yeah, might yeah.
0: be... You just switch your head off. Like,
1: one mate of mine goes out in his car, Yeah, no music on, just goes out for a drive yeah. for an hour because he, he likes driving his car. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like looking at back at, at your rock climbing stuff, like... In a really cheesy way, that wall is your fucking life, mate. Yeah, same, like man. you can't keep hold of it forever. Like you're gonna yeah. have to come down at some point yeah. and give your arms a rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll fall off and it won't be your fucking choice. Yeah, and that's when it gets bad. Yeah, it's out of your control. Right. That's... that's it. You choose to get down yeah. and have your rest, and then you get back on. Somebody takes that choice away, mate. It's a lot harder to get yourself back up. That's harder
2: than that. Yeah.
0: And we're going to wrap up on that, mate. I appreciate you coming on. Love talking. I always love talking to you. Talking I always you, get I always get something from it. Um, if anybody wants to, you don't really do much Instagram, do you? Bits and bats.
1: Little little bits, mate. I'm I get told off for it all the time by a couple of our yeah. mutual friends, but
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe I need a bit of help with it. I just—I um, just,
0: I don't think it is that. Maybe, as I don't know for you again, has it got that stigma? It's just, you know, from both Jake and I, mate, honestly, we, we get so much value from you talking. Oh, I appreciate that, that. I, that. I do really feel that, you know, having your Instagram and putting these words of wisdom and that stuff could, if it just changes one, one person's percep- yeah. perception, perspective, or whatever it is, mate, it's wor- is it not worth a post that? Yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it, I'm done. Right, so, at Ryan Standish. Eighty five. Eighty five. Young. Young. <laughs> Eighty five. Uh, also if you want any drugs, um Ryan Spanish is eighty-five. <laughs> the drug dealer. Um thanks so much. Thanks everybody. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.